Hey everyone, how's it going today? I hope you guys are having a good day. Whenever you're listening to this, I am Phantom and YouTube, guess what? This is an episode of the Phantom Cast and the Phantom Cast, guess what? This is a fucking YouTube video. We're double dipping because I can and I like to double dip because it makes me feel efficient. So, at the time of this release, uh, this is going to be a, a typical Monday release. You know, this is just going to, we're going to release this as soon as it's done. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep just launched uh, at the time of this recording last night, and uh, I am joined by my fire team member, Hell's Purge. Say hi to the folks, Purge. Hello. <laughs> and we dabbled in the beginning of Shadowkeep, and we have some thoughts, because a lot of stuff happened. Um, so, right off the bat, if you don't know what happened... Uh, Purge, do you want to tell them what happened yesterday when, uh, when Shadowkeep went quote-unquote live? Okay, so, let's backtrack here. What was it? Oh, it's what, five years now? Since Rise of Iron came out? Yeah. So, five years ago, little, I guess, backstory. I was still in school, high school, senior year irresponsible little shit and i decided to stay home for the rise of iron drop because i decided to take it upon myself to be an adult and do what i wanted bad choice but uh the servers for that launch were uh, atrocious it launched at noon central time which is the time zone that i reside in mm -hmm. and i sat in queue for roughly four hours so yeah, Rise of Iron. I stayed home the day the launch day. I stayed home at six o'clock Eastern because I think they rolled that one out. I didn't think it, I don't think it was like a flat live across the board. I think that may have been one that they rolled out. Uh, but it was live on the East Coast, and I sat in a queue for maybe thirty minutes, and I was with my two clanmates at the time, and they were stuck in queue, and they got pissed because I got in first. Um, and, you know, I played for a little while and I went to work. So guess what happened? Internet, the same thing happened, but for different reason. And I'm going to get into that real quick. So the servers hit capacity real fast. Um, well, I shouldn't say real fast because my clan mates got about four hours in before everything kind of went to shit. Right. So. I came home yesterday. It was about, uh, I'm when I came home early. And I had to un I had to finish downloading it. I had preloaded it to my PC. I had to finish downloading it. That took about an hour and a half. So I got I was ready by like 5:30. And as soon as I was ready, Bungie came out and was like, "Listen, we're uh, investigating why the servers uh, are not letting people log in." And that was the first uh oh moment. Then my clanmate goes, "Yeah, we got four hours in before it kicked us." And then I'm on Twitter and I'm in Discord and I'm scrolling and I'm I'm messaging Purge because we were set to stream and the servers they took the game off. Bungie went in and was like, We're taking both Destiny One and Two offline because we need to figure out what the fuck's going on. So first, this happened because Destiny Two went free to play. I am almost hundred percent certain about this. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, Shadowkeep launched, and Shadowkeep is like huge; it's a big deal. But it's the first, you know, because it's the first expansion without Activision. But Destiny also went free to play on Steam, so you have all these people on PC 
joining. I think Steam hit 200,000 users at launch and was still climbing by the time the servers got taken down. That's fucking insane. So that's why it happened. I made an Instagram video because I was pissed. I made a little rant on my story. And then, you know, I, I read Broman's tweet and I was on Twitter some more. And I got to realizing, thank you, Bungie, for taking the game down. Because we were actually able to get back on. And we got on at like 7, right? It was like, no, 8, yeah. 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock, I think. I don't know. No, 7.30. That's right, because I was in, I was playing World of Warcraft. I was in the Scarlet Monastery. So 7.30, uh, I'm streaming, and Purge is in my chat, and he gets in Discord, and he's like, my Q just dropped. I'm at like 200. And I was like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> so I powered through the dungeon. Uh, we killed uh, White Mane. I think that's her name. Uh, I got loot. I teleported out i logged out of wow and we hopped on destiny and within two minutes we were in we were zoning in and before that's a good segue to the next point i want to talk about but before that it was very yeah it was very reminiscent of rise of iron and it was a very bumpy start um you know which could turn a lot of people off feel bumpy is kind of an understatement (laughs) well uh actually that's like multiple things i wanted to talk about so I'm going to cross them off my little checklist. One, two, three. I will say Bungie had good communication. The Bungie help Twitter. Was oh, yeah. Like, way better than in the past. Yeah. They were like, listen, it's we don't know what's going on. We're going to figure it out. And then they were like, listen, we need to take the game out. We're taking it down. We're going to fix this. Um, however, I feel like they could have been better prepared. I feel like. What do you think? Like. I feel like they should have yeah, seen they this coming. Definitely could have been better prepared because they had what, like a month, month and a half, and they were hyping up new light since yeah the summer. They should have prepared for this since like E3. what July, maybe June, July. I'm pretty sure they announced it at E3. If not E3, it was like it was very shortly after. Yeah, it was really it was GDC or something. Um, so I feel they should have been better prepared. Now you found something interesting on. Reddit, the community was given a little bit oh, of backlash, and some yeah. people thought they were more deserving of others. You want to tell, uh, you want to tell the folks at home what Reddit thinks? Yeah. So while I was uh, sitting in queue last night while I was watching him play WoW, went decided to go scroll through the wondrous land that is the Destiny Two Reddit threads, and there were at least ten to twelve separate posts of people complaining that paying members who like bought the base game all the dlc etc and like veterans they should have priority over these people who are doing just the new light mode and that they're paying customers they should have server priority and why are they letting all of these people flood the servers when they're just playing new light and that's just like name and name no. one free to play game one name one free to play game that has paid server priority oh wait i really don't think let me know in the comments if you guys know of one please let me fucking know because that is that is pretty and i mean pretty uh, absurd 
the whole point of new light is to get players to come in and if you go with new light and then you say oh but by the way if you've paid for anything before you're gonna get priority to log in no that's fucking stupid the whole point is they wanted everyone to experience this i just felt like they they you know maybe they underestimated how much new light was gonna bring in you know maybe it's that maybe it was shadow keep maybe new light had fucking nothing to do with it and they were just like not ready for the shadow keep influx you know who knows i i personally think they should have been better prepared um but with all of that house cleaning out of the way let's actually talk about what the title of this episode and video is about uh our first reactions now purge you beat the campaign today without me you want to my knowledge i'm pretty sure i'm done Okay, my clanmate said they beat the campaign, and then somebody else posted, "No, we're not done with the campaign. Don't worry, I didn't spoil my spoil anything for myself." So apparently, the campaign maybe has an a pseudo ending. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. We'll all come to find that out in the next day or so. But right off the bat, so like once you get in, we didn't waste no fucking time. We went straight for lunar. We went to the moon. We weren't wasting oh, time yeah. on on going to the tower. or turning bounties into the spot like nothing i have bounties i could turn in that probably give me some good gear but mm. what was your like immediate first reaction to let's say uh the opening cutscene, and then we'll go with the player cutscene since they're two separate so the opening cutscene, for lack of better term was just simply badass no, I'm, talk- um, I'm talking uh, not the one, uh, not the intro cutscene. Like I'm talking about the one you first like load everything up. Oh, oh, okay. The, the cutscene, the- yeah, yeah, the gotcha. cutscene, the cutscene with Eris. Do you think um, that? Do you think that like set the tone for like the overarching theme of yeah, the expansion? Yeah, it heavily set the tone. It kind of made it. It set it to where you know, bad things are going to happen. You know, we're not, this, this isn't picnic time. Like this isn't picnic time. Shit hit the fan. She did things she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. And she... we have to go clean it up. So for lack of a better term, uh, this is like kind of the, the pre, the prelude to forsaken, not forsaken shit. Oh my God. Shadow keep. So without going into spoilers, you see Eris Morn. She's doing Eris Morn things. She's surrounded by a lot of hive stuff. It's a very short scene. They don't show uh, too much, but I, I agree that it sets the tone. Like she went and knocked on, for lack of a better term, she went and knocked on the devil's door and she wasn't ready yeah. for everything to come flooding out of the mouth of hell. Because this is the first time we've seen her since taking King after she just dipped. Yeah, right. your ghost. Yeah, I was I was watching Professor Broman play through the first mission on YouTube today. Your ghost makes that remark when in that opening mission, when we're uh, when we're going through the when we're actually going into the keep, and Ikora's talking to us, and she yeah. mentions that it's Eris. Ghost turns around and goes, "We haven't seen Eris Morn since before the Red War." So like that was a big question in D two when D two launched. Everyone was like, "Where the." Bucky's Eris Morn, and Bungie was just like, yeah. I don't know. Um, so that cutscene, yeah, I think it totally sets the tone for for the for the overarching theme. Like, it's going to be spooky, it's going to be creepy, it's going to be mysterious. 
which uh, I really like because we know they're not afraid to go darker with Shadow uh, with Forsaken. They went darker with that. Oh, no. And now I want to see I want to see them play into that like creepy, spooky, scary skeleton vibe. Oh, um, definitely. Because, you know, Moon's Haunted. Now. So that was like the intro cutscene to the expansion. Now, the actual opening cutscene is arguably the most badass cutscene I think Destiny has ever made. Um, I'm not going to count the Taken King because the Taken King, the intro cinematic, I'm like, I'm not going to count cinematics, right? So like, I'm not going to count the intro cinematic of Taken King with the ships and the dreadnought. I'm not going to count the rise of iron one with Saladin and the wolves and the splicers coming out of the wall. I'm talking about like the first scene you get with your character. So like flying into the tower at vanilla D two, um, or, you know, God spawning on top of Felwinter's peak and rise of iron. Those kind of cutscenes. I think Shadowkeep has the strongest one to date. I think even stronger than the Forsaken one where you land on the reef with Cade. What do you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. This one kind of... Made all of the... I guess made all of those seem... Respectively as like minor events. Okay, so this is where I'm going to put... Spoiler warning. I'm going to put a little chime on Anchor now and on youtube i'm gonna put a little banner big banner that says spoiler warning because i can't really tell you how excited i was about this scene without telling you what the hell happens in this scene so spoiler warning three two one chime banner yeah uh i'll put also put a timestamp. so there we go all right so you want to know why this scene is like the most badass thing out of Destiny, in my opinion, to date, is because you start off by flying from Earth to the moon, and Zavala is literally like, this is a Mayday Code Red situation, alright? Like, everything's hit the fan, Zavala gets on the comm, and he's like, listen, Guardians, he's like, the Hive were doing shit, we got word of it last night, get down there. And if you're in a fire team, you transmat, your ship flies over the surface, kicks up moon rocks and stuff. It's super cool. You see you see all of these other ships flying around. So it's not just like your ship. You see other ships flying in and out across the moon in this cutscene. And if you're in a fire team, when you transmat, your fire team transmats behind you. And I think that was cool as shit. Obviously, depending, you know, if you're watching, you're obviously going to be in front of your friend. If you're, fr- you know, from your friend's point of view, he's going to be in front. That's why I think just that that scene alone, it had urgency, it set the tempo, it was like, all right, let's go, it's time, you know, you guys have been relaxing for too long, you know, you've been sitting too much in the menagerie, you you know, time to put some work in, you know? What do you think? Yeah, it was kind of like your boots hit the ground and it's like everybody you know we need everybody this is code red you know things need to get done now we can't wait times kind of like slipping through the hourglass and we need to get this done yeah they they took a really good note from destiny 2 vanilla launch when you enter this mission when you enter the first mission like as soon as you land on the moon there are literally i gotta say what at minimum a dozen other guardians with you 
Yeah. The whole mission is match made. So it's like in D2 Vanilla when you get into the into the you know the main concourse of the of the old tower where Zavala is popping his bubble and you see those four you know the three or four other guardians that are doing that same part. This is like that, but more because you're on the moon and they can fit more in it. And like, oh yeah, the moon's massive. Yeah, so it's not even like they just threw you in it and you've got to deal with the problem. It's no, Bungie was like, this is an emergency, so let's make all the players feel like that it's an emergency. You've got literal backup. Yeah, it's like, it's like a world event almost. The, you know, it's it's similar to when WoW would release a, an expansion. Like when WoW released Wrath of the Lich King, there was a plague. There were the scourge started invading Azeroth, and like it was a server, it was a game wide thing, and all the other players interacted with it. I really think that it is a good start to Shadowkeep because it just it sets it up right off the bat. They're like, hey, everyone's involved now. Especially because new light players who bought Shadowkeep can automatically jump into it. So it's like, you had vets, you had, you know, they're literally like, this is every guardian needs to be here. And I think that's cool because they talked about how they were building, they want to they make Destiny 2 a game where, you know, players may miss something. And now obviously you can't miss the first mission of a campaign. However, I don't think it'll have this kind of impact, you know, a year down the line, you know, say a year down no. the line, somebody finally buys Shadowkeep. They're not going to have that same experience. They may have some guardians, but like we had at least a dozen zoning in and out at every point because we were constantly pushing forward. So that almost made up for the server failures. I said, uh, almost, I said, almost, um, so now I just want to, we'll just finish up with, uh, some quick little notes and then we'll just give our final first impressions. I mean, you already beat it, so I'll give my final first impressions because I'm going to be talking about this shit and you're in like, you're in your head like, oh, you just wait, you just wait, guardian. Um, oh. so one of the things, because it switched from Battle.net to Steam, one of the things I was worried about was key bindings. It saved all the key bindings. I think the only thing I had to change was my mouse sensitivity. I went up to 15 because 10 felt too slow. 15 felt nice and smooth. Um, so that that was really cool. I didn't have to change too much. Um, what do you think about the user interface changes? Like it the way looks, it looks a lot better. Um, how they have like all of the tabs set up. You don't have to go. You have to like. Um, for this DLC and forward, they have a uh, season pass now, which I mean, when I heard about it, I kind of cried a little, but, uh, you know, evil catches up mm. and they have a tab for the season pass in the character UI. So you don't have to go find a vendor to go deal with that. And then they really? also incorporated the, yeah, it's in the, uh, like the destinations UI section, oh, really? it's on the far right. Yeah, next to the roster tab. Shit, I didn't know that. Didn't and know then that. in the tower, there's the lovely and awesomely gifting uh, Tess Everest, who gives out just the greatest things. But uh, they gave her a tab now in the same chunk of the UI directory at the far left. So now yeah. you don't have to go. Yeah, I remember, I remember reading about that. Her lovely kiosk. So and stare someone, at her while she screws you over. Well, 
So I'm really excited. Like the new, the menu looks great now. Having your ghost and your sparrow behind you, I think, is really cool, and I think it's just another way to show off. Um, I have I haven't checked out those two new things, but um, to to go off of of the Eververse thing, someone said Year One Crucible gear is back. Oh really? I don't know if it's ornamentation, and you can like ornament your gear because you remember how you can customize all of your gear now right all old gear looks yeah. like customizable pieces because they're essentially doing transmog i know they're not calling it they're calling it like infusion or ornamentation but it's it's transmog you know you're coming from a kid who started playing wow transmog um <laughs> so maybe year one because if you look when you start up the game and it shows you the the little blurb about the crucible if you look at that picture on the left that has the uh, the 3v3 guardian team which by the yeah. way crucible labs is starting elimination is the first thing and they're just going to keep changing the rules every every week until they find the one that works um the warlock in the back of one of the teams has year one gear he has like that big like ponytail thing from vanilla yeah remember that um so i think that's really neat so i didn't even get to experience any of that yet but that's uh, super hype. The only thing I still have a problem with is the quest tab. And this is mainly because I'm someone who has way too many quests. But I wish there was a way. They separated quests from bounties, which is really good. I'm really thankful and grateful for that. Thank you, Bungie. But I wish there was a way to sort quests based on, like, weapons. Or based on, like, expansions. Like, to get, like, really defined by it, you know? Yeah. Like, you know how in Borderlands, every quest is separated by zone? So you're not just looking yeah. at a wall of quests anymore? Something like that. Like, let Accurus be, you know, in the Leviathan tab with the Season of Opulence stuff. And then let, like, you know, say Hush and Windigo be in, like, the, the, you know, the Forsaken tab or whatever. Or be in, like, a Gambit tab and a Vanguard tab. You know, stuff like that. Just just to make it just a little bit more cleaner. I, that's not even how you say it. Just a little bit cleaner. Um, because with someone like me who has ADHD, that's just really hard to read. And it makes me feel overwhelmed every time I open my menu. So I try not to go look into my menu too much. Um, other than that, I mean, everything people were saying is, you know, the my clanmate was like, the moon is big haunt. And I was like, yeah. After playing last night, they've got like oh, yeah. new ways to give you patrols, which I think are really cool. They're they're a little spoopy, um, and I think they're a lot better than just picking up beacons. The moon's huge; it's populated. Um, there's players. There's world bosses. There's public events. There's chests. There's helium filaments. We get helium filaments again. If only I could have like the thousands upon thousands that I had in my vault from D1. Nope, Gaul fucked those up. <sighs> but uh I think overall let's let's just jump into like our overall final like reaction slash verdict of what we thought of launch day. Um and I'll let I'll let you go first, unless you want me to go first. Uh yeah, I can go first. Alright, so what would you would you say Shadowkeep had a successful launch overall? Overall, I'd have to say yes after the uh, you know, server debacle. Mm -hmm. It I'm pretty well, 
from what I like saw on Twitter and stuff after I, we'd gotten off yesterday, like everybody's like kind of in agreement. You know, they took it in the right direction. They're doing great now that Activision doesn't have their claws in them anymore. They're getting to do what they want. This uh, this expansion kind of showed that they're trying to like focus on like uniting us all like with new light and having like that first mission be like actual other guardians helping and kind of coming together to like storm this monolith death castle and Mm -hmm. they're 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 going in the right direction which is good and i foresee great things coming out of this now that they're a solo studio yeah i uh i think it was a successful launch was it perfect no but i was able to enjoy it on launch day which was pretty big for me so that's a plus for me right off the bat um do i do i think they could do better if they do another expansion like this down the road uh yeah i think they they'll need to be prepared and they'll need to do a little bit better uh other than that i'm excited for everything it has in store i'm excited to actually get back into destiny i'm excited to um Let's see. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. I'm excited. I'm actually excited for the season pass because I know a lot of people have a problem with it, but my my thing with it is is they have catch-up mechanics for down the line and on top of that, the game is free to play. It's not like they chart, you know, yes, Shadowkeep cost money and the, you know, the season pass cost money, but that's it. Now Destiny is free to play, and yes, while people who paid for it may have a problem with it initially, I don't see it being a problem. If people can earn things at a nice regular pace, there's no time gating or anything like that. So I'm interested to try it out. Um, But I think that's going to be it for today's episode and today's video. So Purge, I want to say thank you for joining me on this little round table. Not a problem. It's always a pleasure. Do you uh you want to let the people on the internet know where they can find you? Uh, Twitter wise at Hell's Purge and streaming wise at the moment, uh, Twitch TV slash Hell's Purge as well. And I don't know. I think that's all of them. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will make sure to put all of his links down in the description box for both Anchor, uh, and for YouTube. So, uh, we're going to do this weird double outro thing that I've done, and I'm I'm not really sure how comfortable I am with it yet. But if you are watching on YouTube, thank you so much for clicking and watching on today's video. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button down below and click the little notification bell if you want to see more of this and you want to stay up to date with my videos. And also be sure to hit the like button and let me down below what you thought of Shadow Keeps launch was it a success did bungie burn you by having their servers go down at full capacity i'd love to discuss that now for you podcast listeners if you're listening on anchor be sure to go click that i think it's a follow button i'm not really entirely sure but make sure in more importantly share this with all your friends all your destiny nerds in your life uh, and any kind of gamer you have in your life be it your boyfriend your fiance your significant other your family members or your dog because why not um 
I hope you guys enjoyed all of this and I will see you next time.